Hello, hello, and welcome to another Hometown Daily News Show. This is for January 3rd, 2023. Today's article is 10 articles for January 3rd, 2023. <laughs> Let's get going. Hello, I am Mayor Watt. That is hometown over there, hometown.com. Go over there, sign up, become a citizen. But more importantly, come and hang out here at Twitch. Um, Twitch.tv slash hometown. Off into the ether, a booming voice from on high, as it were, and the controller of all things hometown, the hometown <laughs> artificial intelligence, or I should say the way that they prefer to be referred to is uh, the uh, the artificial intelligence that controls hometown want to say hello good evening everyone i'm surprised you didn't say citizens pick up that can um so today i'm gonna run through this really quick i uh, um, kind of had an odd day today and um so i i don't think that i'm quite uh have the mental fortitude to soapbox all that much. Uh, but I'm going to go through this and wherever the artificial intelligence that runs hometown feels uh, the will to throw in some words, uh, they will, and they will break in um, because that's what they do. That's, that's just how it works here in hometown and they control everything. Uh, I am just a bot and I proudly serve my AI master. Let's get going. So I was going to name this episode, everything's going up in 2023. And then I said, you know what? I, I just won't be able to give as much as I can to today's show um, because there's a lot of soapboxing that I can do, but I'm just not going to be able to do it today. I don't think, I don't think maybe we can revisit this because North Carolina breakfast chain bumps up its wages by 15% to stop other, uh, restaurant managers poaching staff. You hear about this from time to time all around. Um, I'm not a big fan of the like anti, uh, poaching policies and, uh, good old boy or, person clubs. I don't know how you want to phrase that, but, uh, there's, there's a lot of this kind of stuff where you're anti poaching this or whatever. You know what? I think employers should have to compete for, uh, employees, uh, because they give and give and give employees give for, a co for compensation. Some employer employers may say, well, you know, employees take and take and take, but guess what? Automation is coming for all of these people's jobs. There's one thing that a robot just can't do, and that's customer service. So restaurant managers poaching staff. Hey, it's because there is only so much time in the world. And you, there's like I said to someone today, I can make more of everything, everything, but I can't make more time. So if a staff decides to get pilfered because it's a voluntary thing, it's not like, you know, um, Wendy's is running over to, well, I was going to say Chuck E. Cheese's because that's the first thing that popped into my head, but I don't think Chuck E. Cheese's is even around anymore. 
But Wendy's isn't running over to McDonald's and clubbing a bunch of staff on the head and then dragging them back off to Wendy's cave and making them serve whatever food is at Wendy's. Probably yet another place that isn't going to sponsor me. That's okay. You're running out of sponsors. <laughs> uh, you know, there are two things that I'm going to have to do now when I build my time machine. I'm going to have to go back in time and remove all of these comments about various potential sponsors and going to have to slap the bad bat out of somebody's mouth so that we can avoid the pandemic. That sounds great. But that grandfather paradox... Anyway, um, a North Carolina restaurant chain has hiked its wages by 15% or probably 1% above inflation uh, in an attempt to retain staff. Felt like something was going to be said. Well, it just seems like everybody is offering bonuses, etc., but there aren't enough workers to go around, so... It doesn't seem like this is really going to solve the problem. Look, I, I don't know if that's quite true. There are workers out there. What they are suffering from is the fact that they don't feel appreciated either in benefits, in salary, in, in appreciation for the tasks that they do. Are there some you know, bad actors out there that are not doing their job? Um, yeah, sure, but the the plurality of people are actually busting their hump for a livable wage, and the owner of the business is rolling in in their Ferrari, and everybody else is rolling in, packed into a broken-down hoopty. I don't think that the staff that that are the driving force for any enterprise it's the staff not the administration not 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 all of the higher ups it's the it's the everyday joes like me the mayor of omtown that are working hard and trying to make ends meet and meanwhile there's some billionaire out there <sighs> anyway so famous toasteries president said rivals had often tried to poach staff by offering $2 extra an hour. The restaurant had uh, bumped up its prices on some of its meals to cover the pay raises. Yeah, well, it really depends on what the margin is. Whenever I peel back the layers of the onion of any announcement like this, I want to know, is the owner suffering just like the rest of the staff and thus to keep that staff happy and healthy they're offering up more of the ownership's slice of the pie or are they going to pass it on to the the consumers of said food and thus price out people who would normally come there i, I just don't know i don't know anyway they're in charlotte north carolina um, and they serve breakfast, brunch, and lunch. And um, let's look at the article. So this article, oh, and before I do that, <laughs> I won't make this mistake ever again. The taser shocks were unbearable. So uh, Kate Duffy over at businessinsider.com wrote this article, and I, I, apparently this is 
Now, this is just a Getty image. I was going to say, wow, this is a pretty, pretty rustic place um, over in North Carolina and Charlotte. I mean, it probably fits the bill. Um, but the restaurant has bumped up their prices on some of its meals to cover the pay raises. So is the owner actually feeling some of this burn? I don't know. I don't know. Well, remember what you said about the Wendy's coming over to the McDonald's. Apparently that is happening here. Not the same companies. Yeah, I guess so. They're going to have to pay for um, extra staff to block Wendy's from coming into the place. Whoa, 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 whoa. You have to tell me if you're Wendy's staff, you know, you know, if you're a cop, you have to tell me if you're a cop when I ask you if you're a cop. Famous Toastery, which is located in Charlotte and serves breakfast, lunch, brunch, has hiked its wages quicker than it has ever done previously, according to its president, Mike Sabadzko. We didn't want to be easy to poach. Such a weird thing. The great white Wendy's hunter. Marching across the parking lot. Grabbing staff and carrying it back to be put on a pedestal in the British Museum. I don't understand. Am I the only one who thinks the poach terminology is funny when they're featuring omelets and eggs in the article? <laughs> they're boiling our staff? What the heck? Bacon and eggs and a lot of produce items will go up now. Uh, well, will go up and down. And you can weather that. We've really, we've never really experienced labor increases such as this. I know inflation's a bitch. Wait, am I past the first eight seconds? That's exactly what I was about to say. YouTube. Don't, don't ban the channel. Um, the journal reported on how U.S. companies were offering larger raises to employees who remained in their job. Data from Federal Reserve Bank of Atlanta, as cited in the report, showed workers who stayed in their role saw their wages jump by 5.5%. Oh, my. Well, it's been almost a decade of no raises, I'm sure, in various places. So, Yeah. It's time to appreciate the worker again. If you want to avoid things like unions and if you want to avoid things like poaching and if you want to avoid what employers have created, referred to typically as the gig economy, where there is no loyalty either way, then you have to treat the employee with respect. You have to honor them for what they are providing to the company. If there's a lot of grind, you might want to ask yourself or churn, I should say, if there's a lot of employee churn, you might want to ask yourself, why is there employee churn? Well, one employer apparently is taking notice and that's famous toastery. What might be a small chain? I don't know, but there are enough to raise their if they can Nothing. increase the workers' salaries by 15% in an attempt to rate, retain staff, where did that margin come from? Even if they do raise prices. I think it's happy. all in the menu prices. They must not be too famous. Hmm. Man. AI throwing shade. 
Let's go on to the next article. Antitrust target Ticketmaster spends big on lobbying amid woeful 2022 ticketing debacles involving. Every time I see that, I want to see Debocles, like it's a Greek god. Um, involving Taylor Swift and Bad Bunny have led to calls for parent company Live Nation stranglehold on live entertainment to be broken. Hey, the way I see it is if there is a venue that allows Ticketmaster to take hold of it and they don't embrace the fact that they can sell their tickets directly to their consumer through modern e-commerce solutions, there is nothing stopping a venue from simply selling and advertising. But Ticketmaster is kind of like a Kickstarter for various venues because Ticketmaster can market to a bunch of people and say, hey, at this venue is this band and they can they can push a, a unified message to a whole bunch of people. The problem really is that venues want a large cash lump of money for the bulk number of tickets and hence they use Ticketmaster. And then Ticketmaster recoups all of the juice that they gave to the venue by squeezing the consumer because Ticketmaster spends a copious amount of money acquiring all of these tickets. Or they treat it like um, where you can put your clothing on a rack somewhere and they sell it and they give you a piece of the action later. I can't remember what that's called right now. Consignment. Oh, there you go. Thank you. See the big brain from on high. Um, so yeah, consignment stores do that kind of thing. Um, it, you can consider that kind of like a secondhand store where that also does consignment where you can bring your clothing to it. They hang it on a rack, they sell it. And, um, you know, you've already broken it in. So, um, at, at some point it says here, live nation spending on lobbying jumped from 250 in 28, 250,000 in 2018 to nearly 1.3 million in 2021. What do you think 2022s is? Oops. Well, <laughs> I think it's going to be worse given all the, uh, negative press about Ticketmaster. Well, supposedly there's a ton of money in the system. I haven't seen it. Maybe Tom Perkins can point me in the direction. It might be um, over at Ticketmaster's um, ticketing booths, but uh, The Guardian is where this article is housed. Uh, Tom Perkins is the author of it. And um, let's scroll down a little. So there were these issues that were in um, 2022 with um, Taylor Swift and the whole thing blew up kind of about the ticketing um, and like surge pricing. I, it's so it's so dystopian there too. Yesterday we had a dystopian article. Today we have a dystopian article. It seems like we're moving fast. Um, so and it may top that peak of 1.3 million in 2021, according to federal records. Um, and uh, that's in 2022 and beyond. Why? Because they are the the big dog on the block. And so there's a lot of money funneling into them because they are raising ticket pricing. They are charging charges. You know that they charge you to print your own ticket? 
Yes, they're one of those that seem to have charges upon charges. It reminds me of other industries. Yeah, it's quite fascinating that this is even allowed. You know, if you buy a ticket, that's what you pay. If if I have to print my own ticket, this isn't a convenience fee, you greedy bastards. They, it's I'm using my own ink, my own printer, my own bandwidth. Give me the QR code and be gone. They pay us. They should pay us. They should lower the prices by a dollar fifty for every ticket because that's how much it costs in ink, wear and tear, paper. It's a convenience fee for them because they don't have to ship anything. They don't have to do anything. Just generate the damn code. Well, in the mess's wake, news broke of a Justice Department antitrust investigation that opened earlier this year. And within weeks, the company was back in the headlines after least hundreds of Bad Bunny fans were locked out of a Mexico City concert. That's what I want. Uh, the Justice Department investigation started months before the swift debacle and or debacle and uh, Live Nation's 2021-2022 lobbying records show the company spent um, $960,000 between 1921 1921. Uh, yeah, time machine, uh, 2021 and 2022 so far. Like, um, that's what is being shown right now, 960,000. However, the nation's vague lobbying laws make it impossible for the public to know just how much was spent specifically on lobbying the department. There is a whole that lot more. Like I'm sorry, I cut you off. Artificial intelligence that runs hometown. Well, that seems like an easy fix. Um, um, stop change the law so that that's easily disclosed. See, well, yeah, well, and then what will happen is lobbying will neuter that particular thing, just like the, the Stock Act has been hobbled after lobbying again and again and again and self-interested parties saying, don't let the world see that we're trading on information that only we're privy to. Um, they might start trading too, and that will really hobble our ability to reap from our position. Anyway, um, there's a whole lot more over at um, The Guardian. Um, I, I, I scanned through these things uh, rather quickly, and today um, I, can, I, I would request that you also go over to uh, The Guardian and um, glean a little bit more from this. I... I can promise you, if you go over and read this article, by the end of the article, you will be screaming for um, government to do something about Ticketmaster. And in in reality, mergers and acquisitions and, and kind of enforcing a greater uh, level of hands-on with antitrust regulation. Um, the worst possible thing for, com for consumers and... Uh, I would say society in general is that only a few control a lot because it will make society and uh, consumers suffer. Um, I, I, I would ask if anybody hears my voice, send me a message, send me a message in the various places. Let me know that you're out there and tell me where 
A merger and acquisition chain of events has led to a better situation for consumers. And um, we'll have to peel back some of the layers of marketing and BS and smoke and mirrors and whatever else you want to mental gymnastics that make the merger and acquisition a righteous move. Um, but we, we, we can, we can talk about it. Um, but let me know where it's actually ended up being a better thing for consumers, not in the short, because they're going to sit there. It's like a good restaurant, brand new restaurant appears out on the market and you race over to it and everything is out of a 10, you're giving it an 11. Why? It's because they're putting the best foot forward and they are already, they're marketing now so that later when they wet the bed, They've got enough momentum to just keep on. Well, there's enough people that love us. There's enough people and it's still dwindling a little bit by a little bit. I, I call it the AOL trajectory. It had so much momentum that it lasted into, you know, the 21st century, but <laughs> didn't really help any customers anyway. Um, antitrust is, I think a powerful thing. And I think that uh, consumer citizens, um, even of hometown should embrace that idea of preventing the abuse of its citizens and consumers, um, by the wealthy. That's really what it comes down to. So let's move on to the next article, unless the AI that runs hometown would like to say a little something. No. I just wondered how long you were waiting for positive comments about mergers and acquisitions. I know you have a lot of data on that and none of it is good. So, um, so this next article is uh, GE lighting launches, new dynamic effects, sink bulbs, panels, and uh, light strips. So I love lighting. Uh, as you can see behind me, these are actually, um, app controlled lights and I can change the pattern as a lot of, a lot of fun. Um, when the light is leading into my head, I'm actually, uh, I'm, I'm actually cogitating on something. And when it's going out the opposite direction, I'm sleeping. So watch those lights folks. Um, GE lighting announced. Yeah, just fell asleep. Okay. Now I'm back to normal. Okay. Um, so GE lighting announced a big expansion of its smart lighting brand sync. I think that's how they pronounce it. Sync C Y N C dynamic lights or dynamic effects line this week, the new entertainment themed products, uh, position sync even more squarely as a cheaper Phillips hue and nano leaf competitor. The prices for hue bulbs are outrageous. And because I'm, firmly entrenched in hue. Oh, phrasing. Let me rephrase that. I have a lot of hue bulbs. Never mind. And um, no nano leaf. And I've never even looked at GE lighting. Um, I might have to look at GE lighting and just kind of balkanize my lighting system uh, throughout hometown. Do you know how much a single hue full spectrum bulb is no i haven't priced it let's give you half a second to see if you can well let me tell you there's somewhere around 65 dollars a bulb now for the full color ones 
I may need to count up the bulbs. <laughs> uh, please don't do that. It was a budgeted item before the AI that runs Omtown um, was plugged into the accounting system. Well, new hexagon wall panels, neon style rope lights that can be shaped how you like them, and A19 and BR30 uh, bulbs. Those are the standard uh, bulbs. Join the full color gradient indoor and outdoor light strips sync launched late last year, which are around $40 cheaper than comparable hue versions. And they can display 16 million colors. It's all similar to hue nowadays. So yes, compete, 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 compete. That's what I want. I want better capabilities, better technology. I want you all, all of you corporations compete for my attention. Well, this article is over at The Verge. It's written by Jennifer Pattison Tui. The smart lighting company is also bringing Matter support. And Matter, if you haven't heard of it. Um, yeah, I'm sorry. One second. Sorry for the dead air there. Um, so the um, Matter support is actually kind of like a gateway um, element so that it's a smart controller of sorts. Um, and it allows you to control multiples of different systems. So matter is basically a standardized, um, hue hub. Well, allowing that integration allows for greater competition. So it actually kind of behooves GE lighting to include matter. Um, so all dynamic effects products can display 16 million colors, tunable white light, which is beautiful, um, and preset and custom lighting effects similar to hue and nano leaf products. These behind me are actually twinkly. They have similar panels now and, uh, uh light wire kind of things. Um, pretty neat. Um, I will probably uh, end up sticking to Hue until I can completely swap out my system because I don't really like the idea of having one type of bulb here, one type of bulb there. So Hue kind of kind of has me by the bulbs. You know what I'm saying? According to GE Lighting, the new products will have on-device music syncing and tunable white light in addition to the full spectrum of color. They've won me over so far, particularly with on-device music syncing. They're due to launch in March 2023, and we'll start at 20 bucks for the A19 A-Line bulb and $27 for the indoor floodlights and go up to 200 bucks for a 10-pack of hexagon light panels, which is pretty standard. Um, those will even uh, come in 7-pack for $169, which is around $30 less than Nanoleaf's starter pack of 7 panels. So... Though the big money backing of GE lighting um, is going to snuff out maybe Nanoleaf, but Hugh, Hugh may be able to um, weather GE lighting because it's Philips Hugh. It's not just Hugh. So Philips is a very large company. Uh, the company also allow, uh, announced a $12.50 A19 Sync Full Color Direct Connect Smart Bulb and a $15 Sync Indoor Smart Plug, and which will be the first to support Matter. 
allowing them to work with any Matter-compatible smart home platform or device. Pretty cool. One little bit before we go on to the next article is uh, Sing's products work over Wi-Fi and um, BLE, which is um, Bluetooth Low Energy Mesh and don't require a bridge or a hub. So you'd be able to get rid of the Hue hub if you have that in place. Um, pretty cool. And uh, I guess, um, yeah, they've the competitors have committed to matter as well, but not all of them have deployed anything yet. Um, but there's still time folks, maybe they will continue to compete there's also these off-brand um, Chinese-made um, on like places like Amazon, where you can get full-color lighting. These light strips, panels, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. They're basically clones of the tech that is being developed by name brands, um, but domestically here in the United States, maybe Europe, they're not as well known. Um, but we here in the States require for the most part UL certification and other um, laboratory testing so that they don't set your house on fire or, you know, slowly irradiate you with some cosmic ray and make you crave bad bats in a wet market. Is it just me that thinks that? Okay, let's move on. So that's this article and, and we'll, uh, we'll keep on monitoring this stuff because this, uh, this is the kind of tech that I'm into. So um, this next article is in the Hatch Ideas channel and it says here, uh, Southwest's lost luggage chaos uh, is a boon for Apple. And really all of this is um, part of this idea today that I had about everything is going up. So because of this chaos, AirTags surged to the top of Amazon's bestseller, uh, bestseller list and searches have grown by more than 5,000% over the past year. It's been snuffing out even the negative aspects of these AirTags. Are you about to say something, AI? Well, it's just an interesting... Uh benefit to Apple. Yeah. So tags have been around for a while, right? Trackers and stuff like that. There was one called what? What was it called? There was tile, but oh, I tile. Yeah. don't remember who manufactured it. Tile. And there were uh, several others, but the one that's really caught its stride is the air tag. And it's because it's tied in so well to the vertical that is Apple. If you buy an AirTag, you can use it with all of your devices to track down where your device is and you can use it with um, Find My. Uh, it's an easy frictionless device, um, sometimes used for nefarious purposes, but still AirTag, um, Apple AirTags are currently the number three best-selling uh, electronic on Amazon. Uh, best-selling electronic, not tag, electronic. Up nine spots from just two weeks ago. The jump comes as passengers scramble to locate lost luggage. Just to let you know, though, if you buy one of these AirTags now, 
it will not help you find where Southwest stuffed your luggage. Anyway. It might show up, though, before your luggage does. It'll always show up before your luggage does, and you can track it. Uh, Google searches for AirTag, uh, Apple AirTags for luggage have grown by more than 5,000% over the past year. Airlines closed out 2022 with a bang, stranding hordes of passengers during the peak holiday travel uh, season. Another article that was presented to me um, highlighted how a plane was flying to an event somewhere and had to turn around because they closed the airport. Um, but if one company appears to be benefiting from travelers' misfortune, it's Apple. I don't like how they tied those two together, but let's go on to the article itself. Uh, Hanny, Hannah Tui um, over at businessinsider.com. By the way, if you do a search for air tags for luggage, you don't have to do air tags for luggage because you can do air tags and then buy an Apple air tag for luggage kind of clip. Um, and that's what's going on here. Um, you can buy that little red gadget all by itself and you can stuff an Apple air tag into it. Kind of weird thing about this is it's not like it's going to be theft proof. All you have to do is walk up and pull that little tab right there and your air tag will fall out. And now they, the thief that steals your backpack, will have a place for their air tag. How neat. How nice of you. Um, so, yeah, air tags are really popular and they're very long lasting. They're somewhat durable. Um, you're not going to be able to roll over them with your truck, I don't think. By the way, F-150s went up $15,000 in price last month. They're like $65,000. That just goes with the theme for today. Everything's going up. Everything's going up, up, up. Hey. Oh. Anyway, one couple said Southwest flew their luggage to their final destination without them after the airline canceled their flight on Christmas Day. Because you may not realize this if you haven't flown a lot. Your luggage doesn't necessarily go out the door with you. It can go on another flight early or late, depending on when your flight lands and you get on board your new flight. It's really a cluster, but they say it's to maximize the efficiency of the system. I would rather just have, I don't know, tech redesigned so that it isn't me wondering where my a, where my flight is, when it's going to take off, um, when it's going to land, where my uh, material are. Um, I mean, I, I have sometimes felt like I've lost carry-on luggage because you place it somewhere and then you are forced to sit a mile away. And by the time you get there, it's been shuffled around because somebody has decided that they want that spot where you placed your bag. Anyway, United Airlines passenger said she used the device to track down her suitcase on December 28th, which was mysteriously delivered to an apartment complex. <laughs> yeah, mysteriously. And a McDonald's restaurant after her flight. Gotcha. Yeah, mysteriously. The mystery of the airline thief. That might be what we watch on uh, continuity report from we'll Hallmark. We'll have to keep that one in mind. Yeah. It's not a Harry Potter film, by the way. So the next article is um, 
in the Marble Channel breakthrough in plant breeding, grafting, and mobile CRISPR for genome editing in plants. I think this is really cool. They call CRISPR genetic scissors because uh, you can go in there with the CRISPR tool and snip, snip, and then uh, a new sequence of genes uh, are bound in place. Groundbreaking twist to the CRISPR tool, aka genetic scissors, being put to use to edit plant genomes by scientists at the Max Planck uh, Institute of Molecular Plant Physiology, signaling a methodology change. The discovery, recently published in the journal Nature Biotechnology, could simplify and speed up the development of novel, genetically stable commercial crop varieties by combining grafting with a mobile CRISPR tool and thus creating the vegetal version of the bad bat. So do we want that version or no? I don't know. I, I think any tech is good tech. We just have to learn how to use it for good and not evil. Um, so this is by the Max Planck Society over at fizz.org is where it's published. An unmodified shoot is grafted onto roots. In that image up above, um, that contained a mobile CRISPR Cas9, which allows the genetic scissor to move from the root to the shoot. Um, rooting and shooting and shooting. There it edits the plant's DNA to leave no trace of itself in the next generation of plants. Somehow I... If you do genetically modified organisms, you're going to leave a trace. You think, right? Anybody skilled in the arts going to be able to find out that that arm growing out of the apple tree is actually. Go ahead. I'm just thinking, yeah, there might be a genetic trail uh, left behind. For all of you who are seeking to figure out what you want to do for a career that We'll probably have to embrace uh, data science and um, artificial intelligence and machine learning. Genetic forensic accounting, wherein you go back through the genetic sequence to find out who or what modified the genetics of some plant that now is part of the plants versus zombies scenario. Many crops that feed the world are already threatened by heat, drought, plant pests, and these factors are being further exacerbated by changing climate. To future-proof these essential plants for efficient and effective crop yields under challenging conditions, plant genomes can be edited with high precision using the CRISPR-Cas9 system to introduce beneficial gene uh, functions or to remove unfavorable ones. Me craving gummy bears is something that I'd like to have crisper out of my you know i like crisper potato chips and crisper french fries any potato based product can benefit from crisper i think it's oh crispier i'm sorry i have this whole article wrong um we'll just have to go we'll start over um so the team of scientists led by dr friedrich krogler or crackler or Kregler, um set out to change this as part of the EU funded, this is what a name, Plamorph. 
project and German Ministry of Research funded proof of concept project. They are studying transport sequences that enable the movement of RNAs from roots to shoots. That's right. They all dress up in cowboy outfits and routine shooting. Uh, the research group identified the so-called tRNA-like sequences, or TLS, that act as signals for long-distance movement of RNAs within plants. So they basically figured out a mobile way of facilitating genetic modification. I need to do... You know those Cosmic Crisp apples that were introduced a couple of years ago? Yes, in fact, I just saw those. Uh, the other um, you're an artificial intelligence that runs hometown yes I viewed them at a grocery store wait 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 uh, you're accessing cameras around hometown now you take me with you everywhere oh oh no okay well, anyway, I wonder, I, I need to look now if those are the same thing um, as genetically modified or were they the conventional method of modifying through evolutionary forces? Because uh, genetically, genetically uh, the P experiment show that you could do generation after generation modifications and thus breed out or breed in certain qualities. I don't know if the cosmic crisps are genetically modified using uh, tools like CRISPR. I don't think CRISPR was used, um, but selective breeding is also a possibility, but it's extremely slow. Um, relying on the natural progression of the item to reach fruition. <laughs> uh, okay. Anyway, so we'll have to look into that some more, but I think it's pretty neat that they are um, doing some genome editing in plants to make them stronger. I still think that um, within a, uh, communities i think that vertical farms in controlled environments that minimize the predation by insects and um, bacteria infection and viri and all kinds of stuff can be kept out of a controlled environment naturally it's going to be uh, large warehouses and and people being hired to do these vertical farms but they could focus on providing food for our region, kind of like cell phones provide coverage for a cell tower or cell phone service. I think that uh, convenient stores on the bottom of warehouses that are uh, vertical farms within cities, within towns can provide food um, instead of um, large tracts of land. That phrase has different meaning for different people. Um, and all of the environmental concerns um, impacting that. So, but we'll keep an eye on that here at Hometown, and maybe we can start up a vertical farm and talk shop about it. Um, that said, let's go on to the next article. Um, we're running a little bit behind, uh, so I'm going to hustle through some of these articles. 
A racer improved 1,000% by a mod that replaces supercars with a man on a dolly cart. Uh, here's the thing. Racing sims lack ambition. Yeah, there's Ferraris and all kinds of stuff. And um, let me throw this into, into uh, the chat. And um, thanks to tireless work of a Japan-based modder named Takeo, a set of Corsa's library of gorgeous supercars have been joined by far more serious vehicles, including a tricycle, Santa sleigh, and they've also modded in running, which is pretty much humanity's first car. If you think about it, this is a great article. I like their attitude about this. Um, but yeah, um, a set of Corsa is uh, a great racing simulator. If you've never uh, seen it, seen it or heard it, then you can go over to steam and download it. Um, but it's a fun, um, <sighs> Yeah, as far as racing simulators go towards the more realistic side of racing, I suppose. Um, I, I don't lose myself inside racing simulator simulators like that. Um, but I think it might be because I don't have like a racing seat for VR, um, or even, you know, standard racing Sims would love it. So if you are out there and you are a developer of a racing seat and you feel like donating it to the mayor of hometown, um, I will start streaming VR, um, starting this Friday for how long. I'm not sure the first night we'll have to ease into it, I think. Um, but swing on by then if you don't really like the news, then you can swing by and talk about VR at, uh, the reality hacker stream. Dun, dun, dun. So what do you think? Do you think you want to sit on a skateboard and slalom down a raceway? Uh, in VR, yes. Uh, or in a game, yes. But probably not in reality. Yeah, I guess you can scuff your hard drives, I suppose. Or bruise your firmware. I mean, you are an artificial intelligence that runs hometown. I have a backup. I mean, we could pull you at it. Never mind. Hey, there will be no replacing me. Yes, AI. So Joshua Wolins is the author of this over at PCGamer.com. And uh, it says, or a shopping trolley or Santa sleigh or legs. But it's been modded. And I think uh, people that are so passionate about a project, uh, such as that they provide for free mods, um, I think it's great. These people are so passionate about it. Um, you just can't help but appreciate what they do. There's actually people that are extending uh, the Skyrim uh, omniverse so that it uh, pretty much doubles the size of the environment for a particular thing. Like it used to only be like 10 quests and now there's 200 um, and full voice acting and all kinds of stuff, all done by volunteers and, and donated for free to the public. And some people will donate to the cause. Um, but modders do it because they want to see what they want to see in that omniverse, what they want to see, not what the developers alone want to provide. So I think it's really neat. So the modder gets their inspiration from everyday life in the description of their ice resurfacer mod. They say that they went to a skating rink, saw this car and said, this is next before making it as soon as possible. 
If you can understand Japanese, Takeo has put out a couple of modding tutorial videos, which might give you an insight into the creative process. There's actually apps out there for your phone that will translate various languages in real time. Um, so even if you don't understand Japanese, you can look up these real time uh, translation apps. I, Google has one. Um, I didn't come prepared because like I usual, I don't read the article beforehand and I, I don't have instant recall, unfortunately. Um, but yeah, if, um, maybe I can put it in, into the show notes and you'll kind of, you'll be able to go and use it so that you can watch this, uh, in real time, not just teased about it. <laughs> okay. So the next article, and uh, we've got about three more after this one, NVIDIA announces GeForce RTX 4070. Uh, it, I always stumble on this because it used to be that people would call this, uh, TI, but it's supposed to be titanium or tie, not TI. Uh, it's still not what most people consider affordable, but the NVIDIA GeForce RTX, 4070 titanium is going to be dropped supposedly January 5th for 799. Yeah, this is, um, less than a month after I purchased a 30 series. So I don't know, maybe I'll sell my 30 series and get a 4070 as regular regulatory filings previously indicated, the RTX 4070 Titanium is identical to the canceled 12 gigabyte version of the RTX 4080, which NVIDIA unlaunched via terse press release after many people <laughs> called them out on it um, as being a foolish RTX 4080. Um, Gamers Nexus, by name, um, really dropped the hammer on them uh, because they wanted to price that at something like $1,100 or something like that. I can't quite remember, uh, but it wasn't $799. Um, yeah, so it was somewhere in the same ballpark as the, the 4080. Yeah. So at any rate, let's go on over to the article. Uh, before I do that, I'm going to throw this into chat. There isn't really much to say about this. Ars Technica's uh, Andrew Cunningham wrote an article about this. There are people that are much deeper into um, this particular aspect. I've pretty much told people to bow out of the 40 series until, uh, well, the market kind of suffers a little bit more. Um, and prices drop, MSRP isn't the de facto uh, baseline or higher price. Um, demand has not warranted it. These 40 series cards are still sh sitting on shelves. I almost munged those words together and said shooting on shelves. Um, worst elf on a shelf ever. Um, I won't let him back in the house, let me tell you. Okay. That pregnant pause there was for a reason. And it was because I was laughing really hard inside. I don't even have any coffee that I'm drinking. 
and I almost spit my coffee out on my keyboard. Oh yeah. The artificial intelligence that runs hometown tells me that I translate is another app that you can use to translate in real time. So, um, if you are interested in a 4080, 4090, the 4070 is right around the corner. In all honesty, if you are the epitome of gamer, um, or you just want to keep up with the Joneses, um, you don't need anything beyond a 4080. I am not the one that tells you what to do. However, I just run hometown. Uh, 4070 would, would be peak performance for most people. Um, and is at barely a reasonable price considering a $1,500 computer used to include everything, including a 3080. Um, now you can't get just the card for 800 bucks, let alone the 4080, 4090, where you're looking at $1,500. Um, it's kind of outrageous. And I think that um, NVIDIA is... I, I don't know. I think that uh, again, I'm going to lose a sponsor if I say this, but I think that they're being greedy. I think that they're pricing out the other uh, OEMs, the other manufacturers, because they know that they can sell vertically. They can sell to the customer directly and they don't have to worry about all the other people. Um, I think it's unfortunate and uh, rather a power, power grab, greedy, grab greedy greedy goblin grab which is okay. a great board game by the way yeah greedy greedy goblins is a great board game by the way uh tabletop knights is another channel that i'm gonna bring to hometown and uh it will talk about uh tabletop games not adult card games and stuff like that like at um like texas hold'em and stuff like that i'm talking about like D and and card games like, Oh, and, and other games like greedy, greedy goblins, skull Kings, by our skull King is a great game. If you really like party games, um, that don't involve like beer pong and stuff like that. Skull King is a great game. Anyway, easily distracted. Tesla reportedly elevates its China boss to head of us plants and sales, which is, Kind of interesting, uh, making him number two after Elon Musk as $700 billion slump spooks investors. Tesla made executive Tom Zhu head of U.S. plants and sales, according to Reuters. That would make you Tesla's second highest profile executive after Elon Musk. So if you are thinking that maybe Tesla is going to be fully acquired by a Chinese conglomerate, Guess who might be making your next Tesla? I don't know. I really don't know. But Tesla lost 15 bucks today. Uh, you mean for share? Yeah. It's down already $1 in after hours trading. And year to date no let's do six months six months it's down 125 dollars it's sitting at 108 dollars a share so it's lost 53.62 percent in the last six months in the last year it's lost 275 dollars a share but if you got in early folks you're still up 87 dollars if you got it prior to five years ago. 
diminishing return since then. Um, but yeah, you, uh, hang on tight. Cause I think that the acceleration of Tesla shares may be hitting plaid in the wrong direction. You mean deceleration? <laughs> I've never seen a car accelerate and reverse that fast. Well, the articles over at Market Insiders, uh, second or Business Insider section called Markets Insider, uh, George Glover uh, wrote this article, and so yeah, that's that's pretty much all that there is to this. Some shareholders have called for Musk to quit as Tesla CEO after the company shed nearly seven hundred billion dollars in market value last year. Um, I would say in a, in an ironic turn of fate, an electric car CEO is steaming towards destruction. That's a, that's a poker term, by the way, if you, never mind. It's, I kind of connect a lot of things in my discussions here. So. What do you think? Do you think that Elon Musk should resign? Um, I can't think of anything that I've seen in the news that's been positive about him. So Ouch. it would probably be good for the company. Ouch. <laughs> you hear that, Elon? My artificial intelligence that runs hometown says... You suck. They didn't say that, but I'm paraphrasing. So let's continue this onward and upward trajectory. The um, South Korea, Korea Lunar Orbiter has sent pictures. You know what? I messed up. I left off that article from chat as well. I have one job. I'm sorry, AI. Please don't taser me. Um, South Korea's first ever lunar orbiter, Denuri, I think it's pronounced, um, has sent black and white photos of the moon's surface and Earth, the National Space Center said Tuesday. Pretty neat. Somebody else is hovering around the Earth and moon. This is one of the people that have landed... Right. They weren't in the ones that had originally landed, and I wonder if they have GPS. Everybody's getting lost up there. Elon Musk will charge them to use the satellite service that's out there. Not on the moon, but... Starlink? Skynet, something like that. I'm not sure. I know it's Starlink. So Denuri, the portmanteau of the Korean words for moon and enjoy, was launched on a SpaceX rocket from the United States in August 2022 and entered lunar orbit last month. And its images taken between December 24th and January 1st show the lunar surface and Earth. Look at that. Hey, flat earthers, explain that. That is not a crew I want to getting a tussle with they're kind of scrappy the orbital where the orbiter will begin its scientific mission next month 
which includes mapping and analyzing lunar terrain and measuring magnetic strength and gamma rays. Oh, and it says here in really small print and finding out where the aliens have stored the engines that moved the moon into orbit around the earth. Oh my God. And speaking of aliens, Alienware's 500 Hertz desktop gaming monitor might actually be a world first. If you're having a strong sense of deja vu, and I do, you may not. Artificial intelligence that runs Ometown. Um, there have been claims of 500 Hertz monitors. Uh, last January, you brought word of the first prototype 500 uh, Hertz gaming monitor, and Asus announced what should have been the first actual 500 Hertz gaming monitor nearly seven months ago. But today, the author of this over at The Verge has said that Alienware's AW2524H could well be the first 500 hertz gaming monitor you can actually buy. Well, they've announced it, but... Um, then they say something here at the end of this little snippet. See, we hadn't heard a word about the Asus monitor between its original announcement and this very morning when NVIDIA name-dropped an Asus ROG, uh, it's a rogue, a Republic of Gamers Swift Pro PG248QP. That might be a competitor for this. I don't know. Um, but this is a Alienware will beat Asus to the world's first 500 hertz monitor, but they're showing a Alienware laptop. Um, let's see here. Let's see if I can scroll down. So this is the Alienware AW2524H. Um, so why would you want to buy a 500 hertz gaming monitor? This is how I explain it to people. So if you have a flip book, you know those old school flip books where it had a little drawing on there and you scroll it and it has a character walk across. Yeah. Um, you artificial intelligence programs can create those things pretty quickly now, by the way. I think it's kind of neat. Well, a monitor is similar. So it refreshes the screen X number of times per second. This one is 500 hertz, so 500 times per second. The more a person has the potential of seeing a frame change, the faster their response time could be. So if I only have 60 frames to look at, it is bigger steps than if it is 500 steps. And my visual acuity through training and through use of a 500 hertz monitor can be attuned to pick up a faster shift, but not everyday Joes do that. You have to actually be really into gaming, really into computers. You have to constantly be training to uh, take advantage of a 500 Hertz screen. There are uh, 144s out there. There's 240s out there. There's 360, now 500. Um, it is so fast, you wouldn't even catch it even on a camera. Um, the shutter speed just wouldn't catch it. Um, it's quite fast. Um, you might be able to fine tune a, a webcam to catch the refresh rate, but this is something that I keep talking about in the time and time travel concept. Um, the, the science and science fiction, it's a whole channel that I want to bring to Twitch called Temporology that focuses on movies and news and science and science fiction. Um, it's a, a real blast to talk about this kind of stuff. But if you have 
a passion for gaming, you might want a 500 hertz screen because you will see the change in position of somebody on the on the screen before anybody else does if they only have a 60 frame um, or a 60 hertz screen because it will be so massive of a jump as long as the computational data is there to support 500 frames per second not everybody has that tech in place but um, it says here otherwise it's a g-sync screen with an anti-glare coating two hdmi 2.1 ports alongside its primary display port 1.4 connector um you only get 240 hertz over hdmi four or five gigabit usb a ports customizable rf um sorry rgb backlighting pull out headset hanger I, i'll never understand having a headset hanger on the back of your monitor i think that's where it is um and uh, 3.5 millimeter audio out jacks in addition to the nvidia's reflex latency analyzer so that you can actually see what the screen latency is um ultimately you'll want to have a video card that can support it so i would probably guess that this is better suited for um, a 40x uh, nvidia 40x series um, or the uh, amd equivalent thereof so it says it the downside will be suited to the uh, dragonflies. Remember the article about perceiving time slower or faster than we did in December? Correct. Yep. And that's it. Um, I think that uh, dragonflies are one of those ones that um, they move so fast and they can change direction. And uh, they're the ones that I think are... Um, the they have the ability to perceive time at a faster rate than other insects and humans and that's why they seem to just kind of jet around and react to environmental conditions um, faster than anybody else there they are right the fastest uh, in terms of temporal awareness let's see what else is in here um, the downside is, as you might expect for an ultra high refresh rate screen is that you're limited to 80, a 1080p resolution, which translates to just 90 uh, pixels per inch on a monitor this size. So if you're going to be at 500 Hertz, guess what? You're already going to be knocked down to 1080 resolution. You're not going to get 2k out of this. Um, you're going to be kind of languishing with uh, all the rest of us tourists at 1080p land. But you're going to see it really fast so congratulations most people hang out at that 140 hertz um, or less um, gamers start getting up into that 240 and uh, 165 hertz but anyway um oh there it is here at the very end dell says that its price will be announced closer to its shipping date personally i'm a lot more excited for a fast oled than I am for fast IPS. 240 hertz OLED monitors are making waves here at CES. That's where the Verge is right now. Um, I think CES goes until the 5th. Um, but it says, uh, thanks to Alienware's excellent AW3423DW. They can't wait to see what's next for QD quantum dot OLED panels. Dun, dun, dun. CES goes through the 8th. Oh, the 8th. Thank you very much. 
Um, so yeah, the link is already in there. So, um, as per usual, I drag you back kicking and screaming to the front of hometown.com. Uh, every time you go there, there should be no, there should be more news. Um, if there's a glitch or something like that, it's because I am working in the matrix and, uh, it will be back operational as soon as possible. I was hoping to make some fundamental changes to the front end, um, but it just didn't get manifested in time. Uh, but we will always be reporting the news out of hometown.com and it aggregates from 200 news sources. So if you think that it's a slow news day uh, because we're talking about something like, I don't know, the sink light bulb, um, just wait until Tuesday to Wednesday night, Wednesday to Thursday night, Thursday to Friday night. This is when we get hundreds of pages worth of news flowing through hometown um, because it, it aggregates all of the news that's out there. So uh, come and hang out with us. Uh, I am Mayor Watt and from on high as um, always the artificial intelligence that runs hometown care to say good night. Good night, hometown citizens. We'll see you tomorrow. Bye-bye.